This is the J. Scott Outdoors podcast on Western big game hunting and fishing brought to you by GoHunt.com Insider. Research faster, hunt more. Go to GoHunt.com forward slash insider and use the J. Scott promo code when signing up to receive a $50 Kuyu gift card. I'm your host, J. Scott. And I live and breathe hunting and fishing, spending half the year in the field experiencing God's creation. I hope you'll enjoy hearing about our adventures. Guys, this is going to be an awesome podcast episode with one of the sponsors of the J. Scott Outdoors podcast with Cheston Davis of Phonescope.com and Utah Hydrographics. And I want to thank Phonescope.com and Utah Hydrographics for their sponsorship of this podcast. And I want to remind you that if you go to Phonescope.com or you call them on the telephone, you if you use the JScott16 promo code, you get a 10% discount on all Phonescope uh, products. Also, for Utah Hydrographics... You get up to a 10% discount by using the J. Scott 16 promo code. So give these guys a call, uh, go on their website, and take advantage of the discount. Guys, I wanted to bring something up to you guys. I have a friend who lives in Texas. His name is Reagan Gradke. I actually uh, grew up with Reagan. He's probably four or five five years younger than me, but I've known him since he was in diapers. And uh, he's a great guy. Uh, He's an accountant that lives in Texas. And he's got a a guy named J.D. Hannon that is a homeless vet. And uh, J.D. has had a heart attack. And I want to read something to you here. Um, Reagan uh, got to meet JD and has spent some time with them and um, he's set up a you caring uh, account and JD needs a little help here I need to read this story to you this really sunk home with me and uh, I know Reagan well and for Reagan to stick his neck out like this uh, I'm just going to throw this out there to you guys and I usually never ask you guys for anything but we need a little help here Homeless veteran in Borney, Texas needs your help. Our friend J.D. Hannon is one of Borney's hometown heroes. J.D. is a 58-year-old Army veteran who has recently survived a massive heart attack. A thankful Christian, he gives credit to God for taking care of him during his time of need. Unlike some other homeless people, J.D. has put in long hours of work to support himself up until he had his heart attack. He doesn't drink or use drugs and does not allow visitors to do so. J.D. is 100% disabled now and cannot work while wearing his heart monitor. J.D. recently applied for his Social Security benefits as well as long overdue veterans benefits and is now going through that frustrating waiting process. In the meantime, he's not able to pay for his truck, housing, or a meager living expenses. His friends and the community in Bourne have helped him along his journey of homelessness since the doctors have told J.D. that he is not allowed to work for now. We are trying to raise money to pay off his truck and until his VA and Social Security benefits commence to keep him on his heart medications and to pay for his food and other personal expenses. There are countless stories of people helping in so many ways. Uh, One generous neighbor has gifted a fifth wheel trailer for JD to live in. So we just need a place for his utilities to park it. 
other various generous people here in Bourne have been paying for him to stay at a Motel 6 for the last few months. Store owners on Main Street have donated a portion of their sales. Others have gone door-to-door to their neighbors, and others have driven him to the heart doctor in San Antonio. We are truly lucky to live in such a fine city with selfless people. Any and every dollar counts to keep J.D. off the streets in any way. Uh, to repay him for what he has given to us, our goal is to raise $7,000 to bridge the gap, what we think is about six-month gap until J.D. receives his VA benefits. J.D. does not like accept handouts and prefers to work. Specifically, here is what we need. $1,800 to pay off J.D.'s truck, $2,300 to cover six months' rent for the trailer at the RV park, $2,900 to cover six months' worth of food, grocery, gas, prescription, refills, etc. We appreciate you considering and helping with J.D. If he hadn't touched our lives, we would not be reaching out to him to help him. He is truly a blessing to be around the friends of J.D. Now, I know Reagan Gradke. I've known him since he was a little kid. And this deal is a for real deal. And uh, there has been $2,961 raised of the $7,000 goal. Um, You can go on um, my Facebook page and find the link to youcaring.com and the it's for JD Hannon that's J D H A N N O N you can also send me an email at jscottoutdoors@gmail.com and I will make sure that you get the link uh you know guys I know that I've got uh 10 or 15,000 uh listeners out there uh easy and, uh, you know, if every person just gave a dollar, uh, this, this veteran would be uh, set for another six months until his uh, benefits kick in. And uh, I just thought this was something I needed to share with you and uh, put it on. It, it touched my heart and I wanted to put it out there. If uh, anybody wants to help J.D., uh, please contact me or go on my Facebook page and follow the link. You can do it anonymously. Um, any donation, anything uh, would be appreciated. Guys, I want to thank our sponsors uh, of this podcast, Wilderness Athlete, Western Hunter and Elk Hunter Magazines, Phonescope.com, Outdoorsman's, Utah Hydrographics, and of course our title sponsor, GoHunt.com Insider for all their support of this podcast. I want to thank you guys, the listeners, uh, for all the support that you show me every day with all the downloads and with all the emails and the positive messages that you that you send me and the encouragement. And uh, we're going to have a great summer here getting ready for all the fall upcoming hunts. And you can follow along our adventures at J. Scott Outdoors on Instagram, at Dar Colburn on Instagram, on our website, J. Scott Outdoors, our Facebook page, J. Scott Outdoors, and our YouTube channel, which is growing uh, by the every day we're getting uh, new subscribers to the YouTube channel. That's J. Scott Outdoors on YouTube. Uh, l- let's get right to this episode with Cheston Davis of Phonescope.com. Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we have one of the sponsors of the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. We have Cheston Davis, the owner 
of Phonescope.com from Beaver, Utah. Cheston, how you doing? I'm doing great, Jay. How about yourself? Oh, good. I've been looking forward to this episode, as I well as as I know the listeners have too, uh, to get to hear all about Phonescope and the emergence of a great company that just seems to be just just really clicking along and uh, doing so well. Uh, congratulations with the uh, formulation of Phonescope. Hey, I appreciate it, man. It's it's been a it's been a wild ride. That's awesome. I know uh, you just announced that. Uh, uh, your product is now in Cabela's and in Walmart, uh, which is uh, huge for a company like yours. And I know you do a ton of sales right off your website at phonescope.com. And uh, I'm going to be diving into all aspects of your business uh, and the performance of your product here in this episode. Uh, before we get to that, Cheston, um, you're from Beaver, Utah, and... I drew the beaver uh, elk tag, uh, you know, the one non-resident. I guess it was my year, and um, I drew it, and I'm super excited about that, and that happens to be the hometown where you're from. Yeah, you've got, uh, you've probably got one of the best tags in your pocket, Jay, and honestly, it's one of the best years to have an archery tag. The season's six days longer this year. You're going to be hunting right into the rut. I, I mean, I'm jealous of what you have, man, and I'm excited to see you put on the ground because there's some great bulls in that country, great bulls. I hear it's a pretty rough mountain there, um, so I've been getting prepared. I'm going to prepare all summer and hopefully be in tip-top shape, but uh, I hear that mountain will uh, will definitely uh, knock you down if you're not ready for it. No, it's a, it is, and it's a very wicked mountain. Thick. I mean, you got anywhere from thick to desert to... 12,000 feet in elevation to no oxygen. It's, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a dream come true for a hunter like myself. I love hunting that high mountains where there's no trees to where also I can go down and hunt the low desert to where we're hunting water holes and stuff like that. So it's kind of a mountain that offers a lot of that, but it's something you also got to grow up on and, and understand and, and know the, the ways of the land and where the animals are and stuff. And, it's going to be a fun hunt for you. It's going to be an eye opener. Your ride is definitely a wicked mountain, but you're going to have a great time, Jay. You're going to you're going to see some giant bulls, and we're going to we're going to hear about it. It's going to be a fun hunt to hear about everything that you're seeing and doing and all that. Cheston, uh, that mountain's so rough. Is there pretty good access by vehicle uh, to a lot of parts of that mountain? Uh, I know there's a lot of walk-in stuff, but tell me a little bit about the access. You know, there used to be a lot of four-wheeler access um, to be able to get you in a little deeper. There's a lot of backcountry, um, just straight backcountry. The only way to get in there is to get in there with your with the boots on the ground. Uh, the four service went. The four service has gone through and closed down a lot of those trails. So it it really is a lot of just hiking to get into it, which is something that I like because it keeps a lot of people out. But it's also tough after you harvest an animal and you're six, seven, eight miles in and it's four miles uphill and four miles downhill and it's just continually up and down, up and down. But as far as access, it, every year it's get, it gets limited and limited. So this year I, I couldn't tell you exact locations that are not limited because they change. It seems like every year they're closing down more and more spots up on that mountain. Is it one of those deals that the you know it's technically closed by the Forest Service and then so you end up walking three miles in and then someone comes buzzing right by you on a quad or do they 
enforce it pretty well uh, and, and, you know, keep track of it. You know, that has happened. <laughs> By all means, there's nothing more frustrating than that. But a lot of the reasons I think why they close these down is because that mountain is so wicked and rough that it's hard for them to keep the trails open. And the money that goes into keeping them open is outweighing what the purpose is of the trail. So a lot of times when a lot of those trails are closed down, it's, you can't access it regardless. So they make for great walking trails because they're pretty well groomed and stuff. And if not, we'll go through them. They'll cut open a good path to where you can hike through it. But there's a lot of great hiking trails. There's a lot of great country. There's a lot of country on that mountain that a lot of people don't touch. that haven't seen. It's just, I mean, it's it's God's gift to earth right there. It's it's something that's amazing, and you're gonna you're gonna love it, man. It's, it's gonna be a great experience. That's awesome. Uh, with your experience living there, um, when do the bulls typically start bugling? Uh, and the season being later this year, I know that was one of the reasons why I was so excited to try and draw a tag. And um, obviously I did. I just want to know a little bit about the bugling and, you know, will those last seven days be, you know, full on bugling or will it just be kind of just sounding off? No, you should be full on those last seven days. Should be just fuel prime time rut. My brother and I hunted that uh, archery hunt very hard a couple of years ago. He had that tag, and you know you're gonna get sporadic bugles and you're gonna get some uh, decent bugles going on the first of September up on that mountain. That high mountain range really helps out versus the low desert stuff to where those bulls. It's a lot cooler up there. They get kind of going a little sooner, um, and to where you'll be able to get into it. That we was hunting and. We had bulls going nuts, and the last day he could hunt on his hunt was, I believe, September 11th. I only know that because my mom's birthday, and I was getting ready to head to New Mexico the next day, and we ended up harvesting the bull that night. We called him in to 30 yards away. He was coming in, went and put his cows up, coming back to fight, and they was going nuts. We probably called in six, seven, eight bulls within the, that day and a half before he harvested, and if we had an extra three days we could have called in plenty more so with what you have you're going to see a lot of rut action i mean it's hands down you've you've got the best year to have an archery tag so you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it you you've done well that's fantastic as far as um so good bugling uh how receptive are they to cow calling and bugling and um, you, you mentioned that you called in a handful of bulls. I mean, if you're in the right place at the right time, is it just, you know, they're they're real receptive to the call or are they, they call shy or what's the story with them? You know, it all depends on where you're at. If you're in a more general populated area where there's a lot of people, a lot of people will go up because everybody likes to hear the elk bugle. I mean, I haven't met one person that doesn't like to hear the elk bugle. It's just, it's one of the most beautiful things that I feel like there is around and so a lot of people will go off and just let out some bugles or let out some cow calls and listen to them bugle. So if you're in a more populated area, I'm all about raking trees because that means straight business. Um, if you're off in the middle of nowhere, you can cow call, chirp, you can do whatever you need to, and they're going to come into that type of stuff. Um, so that's just kind of something on that type of mountain. That There's a few general populated areas where there's a lot of people that will go in and just want to listen to some, some elk bugle. And those are the areas you let out a bugle or a cow call, they're running literally 10 miles away from you. Um, but there's a lot of other areas on that mountain to where they don't get the pressure from, from the average Joe just going up wanting to listen. And they're all about the rut and they're getting in it. And so you can cow, you can cow call your way in. You can let out a few bugles, rake some trees, and it's going to be on. So 
just kind of got to use your head and figure out where you're at. And if you think it's a well-populated area, I'd use calling with a little bit of hesitation. Um, but if you're kind of in deep where you don't think at all, you'll kind of get a good feel for it. Just uh, like most people probably tell you, I always use, I always use my calling wisely and uh, not some worse than getting a bull coming in and then boom, he runs off because you kind of just pushed it a little too far. You're having a little too much fun and boom, it's just uh, it's it just stops one call before. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, what is the trophy quality? I know what probably seven, eight, ten years ago, the Utah in general was just kicking off unbelievable bulls. Uh, compare the trophy quality now to say in the heyday. Uh, do you feel like it's really come down, or is it very similar? Or give me some expectation there. Um, you know, you should go in and have no problem seeing some really great bulls, and I'm talking. A great bull to me is a 360, 370 class bull. Anybody that's all about 400 or bust, I mean, 400's big, and you're not going to kill a 400 bull if you pass every three, if you kill every 360 bull that comes in. But you should be able to go in and see some great bulls, 360 bulls, continuously, religiously. I feel like the Beaver unit's probably one of the, probably one of the five units in the state that still is producing those bigger range bulls. Um, it's just a lot tougher to hunt than those other ones. So the difference between now and back then, I would say, back then I think it was a little bit easier to harvest a bigger bull, but I think that there's still just as many big bulls in that mountain as there was back in the heyday as well. Awesome. Well, that's exciting to hear. Uh, Cheston, I want to ask you about your background and your hunt beginnings. I know you've killed a 400-inch bull off the Beaver Mountain, uh, but why don't you tell uh, me and the listeners uh, about your background in hunt beginnings? You know, so I'm just a small-town guy from uh, from small-town Beaver, Utah, that just had a bunch of dreams, and when one dream didn't come true, I moved on to the next one. Never took no for an answer, so I've always had determination to continue on. And uh, I, I got lucky at the age of 16 and drew out for the Beaver unit and uh, my mom drew out the same year. She drew an early rifle, and I drew a late rifle. The first year, they did the late rifle, so we didn't really know what to expect. And my mom had a tag, and we scouted hard, and she killed a good bull, and that was one of the funnest things ever. My entire family was there. We called the bull into literally 10, 15 yards away. And, I mean, she missed the first shot. The elk was so close. It shot way over it. It ran out 50, 60 yards before she actually dumped it the second time. And uh, it was right then and there that I realized that, man, this is this is fun. And so then we continued to scout, and we found some great bulls, and, and uh, with some good friends and stuff, I was able to harvest a, a big bull. He's a 7 by 8 really heavy, really wide, long-named beans, just a giant bull off the same unit you're talking about. And uh, it was then and there that I realized that, hey, I'd love to do something in the hunting industry. And so I tried multiple businesses, and none of them ever really seemed to make me a living like I wanted. But uh, I still kept my day job. I didn't jump head over heels like I've seen some people do. You know, I just took a slow and steady pace at it and just continued always having a side job, trying to figure out how I could better myself and my family and always going to the next level. And I always wanted to do a little bit of something in hunting and always had a passion, put a lot of work into it, and kind of... Help me get to where I am today, I guess. 
two questions that I would have uh, listening to you, and that was awesome. Uh, one would be, uh, what are a couple of the things that you tried that didn't work? And the second question would be, uh, you say you didn't quit your day job. What were you doing uh, before the formulation of PhoneScope? Okay. Yeah. No, I so uh, I started a company called Track My Trophies. This was back before social media really was around. And the whole idea behind it was is it was a web-based business. And I wanted it to be something where hunters could go on and build themselves a profile and be able to share all their rec- all their trophies and stuff they've harvested throughout their years. Well, MySpace came around, same exact time that we launched, and then, lo and behold, here comes Facebook, and Facebook just, <laughs> it's so powerful. Crushed you. <laughs> yeah, Facebook was so powerful that it was just like, wow, it's, it's hard for us to even try because we can get more traffic on their website than we can on our own. Um, and so it was just one of those, those things that, you know, I just I had all these dreams that, and I tried them. I, I put forth the effort as a young kid. I was even, I worked at, so I'll, let me jump into the other question real quick that you, you asked and then I can go back to that. Um, my, my day job was, uh, being a sales rep for an auto parts company. So basically it's a branch of my family. Um, we've got a bunch of auto parts stores and stuff. And so I was a sales rep for those guys. And to this day, I still help them out and, uh, spend X amount of days a month, you know, if it's four or five or six or seven days to go around and check in with all the customers that we have. And it's, I build such great relationships with all these type of customers that it's just, even after phone scopes has become so successful, I, as Chest and Davis and as a human being, just can't up and leave the relationship that I've built over the past 15 years. It's just those type of things. I just, I guess, I don't know if it's just, it's just how I am. I love having those relationships. I take pride in it. And those guys are just as much family to me as anybody else who I see. I used to see them all the time. So I always would have my full-time job, but I always had, you know, that dream, that day job or my side job that I wanted to be able to hopefully one day have it become a reality. And uh, it was kind of crazy when it did because I, I just kind of said, I was like, oh, man, I kind of like what I do. I don't know if I really want it to become a reality now. You know, it's one of those things that everybody's always wishing for something more. And when it happens, then you're kind of sitting there, oh, man, you know, life's good, but dang, I don't know if I want to change a heart or change a direction or this or that. So it was kind of a, it's kind of been a fun way to learn how to, uh, to sell but yet to continue also to keep going that uh, a guy told me the other day that you know their plan is to sell twice as fast because the faster you sell the faster you're going to succeed and that made a lot of sense and that really is an eye-opener and that's something that I I I wish I really would have understood a long time ago that I'm starting to understand now that's all great stuff let's take a quick break here Tired of relying on out-of-date numbers, spending too much on hunting consultants and seeing too little results? With Go Hunt Insider, the old way of doing things is over. With the introduction of draw odds and filtering 2.0, you'll have access to the most accurate, up-to-date information in the industry. You can filter by state, species, trophy potential, weapon, specific days or months of the year, harvest success rate, male-to-female ratios, and much more. All of this leads to easily finding the best hunt for you. So what are you waiting for? Visit GoHunt.com slash insider and join the movement. 
Use the J. Scott promo code when signing up and receive a $50 Kuyu gift card. Since 1982, the Outdoorsman's in Phoenix has made it their goal to provide the very best customer service combined with the latest and greatest optics and accessories in the business. Outdoorsman's is the leading designer and manufacturer of high-quality tripods and mounting accessories for any hunter's optical needs. Go to Outdoorsman's.com or call 1-800-291-8065 and use the J. Scott promo code to receive 10% off all Outdoorsman's products. So, Cheston, where did the original idea of PhoneScope originate, and how did you take that origination and kind of, you know, through the early years, trying to formulate your idea? You know, that's a great question. We get asked it a lot. Um, so, my dad and I, we've always been a, a father-son hunting team. Um, we was out hunting. It was probably two or three miles in the backcountry on the Beaver Mountains, and we was hunting deer. We were looking at a buck, and uh, it wasn't quite big enough to, to shoot. And I, out of the corner of my eye, I'm looking at it through a spotting scope, and I'm just trying to paint some cheaters on this buck. I'm just trying to make him bigger, you know. And I, out of the corner of my eye, I could see something moving over to the left of it in the trees. I'm sitting there looking and looking, and then I'm, I'm like, holy crap, it's a mountain lion. I mean, this mountain lion is literally... 20, 30, 40 yards away from this deer. This deer has no idea. I heard grab my dad and says, Dad, you got to look. Look in there. And he's looking. He's like, where, where? And then all of a sudden, the lion moved. And my dad's like, whoa. It was just crazy. It made the, the hair on the back of your neck stand up because if that deer had no idea that lion was there, how many times have us as hunters walked right past him, had them walk right past us, had them be that close to us? So... We're sitting there, and my dad's like, you got to get video of this. you got to get video. Well, I've had the whole X and Y camera setups back then, and I just, I always had a problem trying to get it set up in time because it's not like I can ask the animal to hold for me for a second when I hadn't set my camera up. So I would always pull my phone out. So I'm pulling my phone out. Well, the problem is I'm not trying to take a picture this time. And let me remind you, this isn't like a fancy phone either. This is more of those flip phones that we used to have back in the day. This is one of those, but it was more of a kind of a little fancier camera one where it would pivot to. So I'm trying to hold it up to it and get it working. And I couldn't get to work. And my dad had a Palm at the time, one of those Palm Pilot phones or whatever. That was back when it was kind of big. So we took his phone out and was able to get some video of this mountain lion. But the video, the problem was it wasn't stable. And we was always getting that vignetting back and forth. But it was enough to show what was happening with the lion stalking the deer. So my dad at that time was like, Chestnut, I think it would be a good idea if we created something that would hold my cell phone and make it walk right onto the spotting scope. And being very competitive, my dad and I are very competitive against one another. I was like, nah, that's not a very good idea, Dad. He was like, I can hold my phone just fine. I've been doing it for years. And uh, the next day, I'm out trying to take video of an elk while I'm hunting deer and the wind's blowing and once again, I'm sitting there and the same thing. I'm sitting there thinking, oh, man, my dad's right. He's got a good idea. So I get home that night, call one of my buddies, and it's late at night. I says, hey, I need your help building something real quick. So we built the first prototype, and uh, we was sitting in a patent attorney's office you know, about a few days later. And that's where it originated from. It was from us actually being in the field hunting and solving that's a common problem. 
something that we faced all the time, something that there was a need for. That is awesome. Do you still have the first prototype? We do, yep. Yep. That, and that's awesome. So knowing that there was a problem, that you needed to fix that problem and you know solve that problem, um, my, one question would be, you were sitting in a patent attorney's office a couple days later. Um, how has the design changed from the original design uh, of that very first one that you built? So, you know, the very first one we built didn't have interchangeable adapters. And that was one thing that my dad and I was sitting there talking about because we've always been the consumer. We've always been buying products. We've never been the inventor, the people coming out with anything. So my dad and I was sitting there thinking, well, what could make this better, cheaper, if we were the consumer? And so we got to thinking, hey, if we made it so it had interchangeable adapters, then we, or the consumer, would never have to buy the entire kit again. We've only got to buy, if we get a new phone, we just have to buy just a new phone case. We never have to buy the entire piece again, the entire setup. And so after that we kind of changed everything up to where it would have interchangeable adapters and it was featuring a three bayonet so it was simple quick twist lock um so we've changed it up a little teeny bit but considering from the very first design we worked through a bunch of bugs with the local engineer that was a family friend and he helped us actually engineer the very first interchangeable one and we played with a ton of different materials we played with metal we wanted to make it out of metal to start with the problem we came up with metal is metal, depending on its temperature range, it heat it shrinks. It'll either expand or shrink depending on if it's cold or hot. Well, we as hunters, we experience both those, I mean, the negatives clear up to the 100 degrees. So the extremes of both sides of the temperature range, we as hunters, I mean, we face those in a, in a season. So we started talking and this and that. And we met with uh, some plastic guys and we started saying, hey, how can we solve this problem? And that's when they came up with a, with a blended material for us. It has nylon um, reinforcement through an ABS case. So therefore, they're injecting them all out of that. So it's kind of crazy. You know, at the very beginning, instead of just coming straight out of the gates, we went through all the proper steps to make sure we wasn't just rushing to ourselves. But we also had to wait for some patent stuff to go through. So we had plenty of time to go through and play with different things and make sure we got it right from step one. And we was blessed with being able to, to kind of get it right. Let me ask you a question and have you back up one step here. Uh, for those people out there listening that maybe don't have a phone scope or maybe don't even really know about phone scope, can you, can you walk me through kind of a point A to point B, uh, how phone scope works, and you're talking about the different adapters and such. Uh, tell me how each step of the process works so that the listener that's not familiar with it understands exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, by all means. So phone scope is basically a two-piece system. We have our phone case, and then we have an optic adapter. The first thing we do is basically tell us what your phone is. And if it's an iPhone, then perfect, we got an iPhone case. Your phone simply those locks right into our case. Then you tell us what optic you have, and if it's a common spotting scope, we have a pre-built one that slides right over your eyepiece, and it's bricks and tight. If it's one that's not too common, we can custom build it. We custom build adapters every day, all day long, seven days a week. If it's not, um, if you don't want to worry about having a custom one built, we have a new one that's a universal. 
and it's a universal optic adapter to where it actually functions off of a three-jaw truck like a machine shop. So you basically just ratchet it down to your eyepiece, lock the ratchet boot button, button, and you're ready to take pictures. So the system works really effective, really fast, and all it's doing is stabilizing your phone so you're not moving in and out. So you're able to eliminate the vignetting, get crystal clear pictures, and be able to share the moments that you're being able to witness in the field instead of you just being able to see it. You're able to take those pictures and share with everybody else. So it's super quick to use, and it weighs in under three ounces. So it's lightweight. doesn't doesn't add virtually any extra weight to your pack. Okay, so you can adapt this to iPhones. You can adapt it to Android. Basically, any cell phone uh, that's a smart type cell phone, you can you can you can make it fit, right? Yep, and GoPros as well. We do got kits for the GoPro Hero 3, 3 Plus, and 4. How is the quality, uh, what would you say, I've only uh, done it with the cell phone, how is the video quality with GoPro better than your cell phone? You know, the GoPro camera shoots really high frame rate. Um, the main problem with GoPro is, is as long as you've got a spotting scope that has a, a big eye relief adjustment, you can dial out all the vignetting. So then you can just you got to change the expo or the uh, video settings on the GoPro to narrow mode instead of uh, wide angle mode because, because wide it's angle such mode wide angle exactly it's going to be looking at the adapter. So you got to change it to yeah. narrow mode, which standard return is going to shrink it down to 1080. You can't shoot in 4K. Now, with a brand-new GoPro, you might be able to shoot 4K in narrow mode. By another one I have, I can only shoot 1080 in narrow mode. But with my iPhone, I'm shooting 4K. So when you're comparing an Apple to Apples, the iPhone or the new Samsungs or the new Motorola, those type of ones that are shooting 4K, they're out shooting the GoPro, but you give GoPro probably another six months or something. I'm sure they're going to be right there with them. Um, iPhone, phones seem to be a little bit easier to use just because they get a lot bigger screen, so you're seeing what you're doing. Versus the GoPro, you either got to Bluetooth it to your cell phone, or it's got the screen in the back. But there's diehard GoPro fans out there, and they love it. So it's just kind of uh, to each their own. We kind of always recommend people starting out digiscoping. We want them using their phone, something that we can't live without. I mean, we if we leave our cell phone at home, we turn around and go and get it. We're a society now that we rely around our cell phones. So to tell somebody, hey, throw us on your spotting scope, you'll figure it out. They'll have it figured out within 10 minutes. I mean, it's as, it's as quick as that. It's just you'll figure out the best way to get your best picture, how to be able to send the photos instantly, how to be able to do everything, master the kit with under 10 minutes. Justin, in your opinion, do you video with the – you use an iPhone. Do you use the iPhone in a vertical position or in a horizontal position? And can you tell me a little bit about doing it both ways? Yeah, I run mine in a horizontal position just because that fills the entire screen, and that's how they're going to fill on a TV. Um, there's a lot of people that run them uh, vertical because it fits into Instagram and stuff a little bit better. Um, I mean, mainly – if you're looking to film for TV, if you're looking to film for the to being able to get the widest view, you're going to want to film it in a horizontal position. But it's also to each their own. There's a lot of people I know that's been using our kits for three years, and they still film in the vertical position. And when I was like, hey, can you send me over some footage so we can use it for one of our commercials on TV? And they sent him like, oh, crap, I can't use this. I try to talk to him like, no, how I do things is how I like it. So, I mean, it's kind of to each their own. There's really no wrong way, no right way. 
Um, it just kind of depends on what you're filming for and what kind of the outcome you want it to be. Tell me how you focus and and get the tightest focus with the which iPhone do you use, Justin? Um, I've got a six and a six plus. I got one of each that I have currently right now. And what are some tips for people to get the video and the and photos to focus mo- more the most precise focus? So the best way to do it is basically when you get your phone set up on the screen, hold your finger down on the screen. On the, if you're looking at an animal, hold it on the screen for about three or four seconds, and it'll lock. You'll see it'll pop up. It'll say AF, and it's locking the exposure right there. To where all you got to do now is you can use your scope focus knob as the actual focus. So now you're utilizing it just like you would an SLR camera if you're focusing it on an SLR. So now you just turned your phone and your scope into an actual SLR with a big telephoto lens, and you're just using the focus of the scope itself to fine-tune in and out. Um, If you're looking at something on the run on the gun, all you got to do is just basically tap on the animal, one tap, and it'll keep the autofocus going. And just click the button right there simple as that. So, I mean, there's two different steps you can do. There's the autofocus, or you can lock it and then use the manual focus of the knob. And depending if your spine scope has a fine focus knob or not, that auto lock is a great way to be able to really fine-tune in and get the better pictures, especially if there's a bunch of brush in front of the animal. You can fine-tune right through the brush and have the animal be standing out, and it looks amazing. What do you find is the best it, you know, if you had to pinpoint and say, this is the best phone for the best quality photos and this is the best spotting scope, um, is there one combination or several combinations that you say are, you know, as good as it gets? Um, you know, there's there's positive and negative on both sides, in all honesty. So right off the bat, we've, we've been amazingly shocked at these very low-end scopes. You can go to Walmart and buy, they sell one for like 49 bucks the Simmons scope. And all these phones have a smart chip built into their cameras. So they're going to focus through the unclarity of that cheaper glass and they're going to take a picture that's going to blow you away. You'll be able to look through a cheaper spotting scope easier with a cell phone hooked up to it than you will with the naked eye just trying to look through it just because the phone's filtering out all the unclarity of that type of smaller lens, the exit diameters and stuff. Um, as far as phones right now, the Samsung S7 has got an amazing camera built into it. I mean, they're just, they're killing it. The iPhone 6S and 6 Plus with the image stabilizer built into it, it's awesome for when it's windy outside. So instead of being really choppy, it's more smooth, almost kind of like a gyro. And they're shooting 4K frame as well. You can also flip it over to shoot slow-mo. You can shoot clear up to 60 frames per second. You can shoot clear up to 120 frames per second and you drop it down to 720. Um, so each side has plus and minuses. There's different types of apps you can download to try to control different things. One of the biggest advantages we recommend is utilizing our Bluetooth remote that we sell. Um, there's, there's other Bluetooth shutters on the market, but this one's designed around phone scope. It's it's designed exactly for what we're utilizing it for. There's no this, that, or anything in between. It's got the, you hold the button down and it'll take multiple burst photos. It's got, we've we've contacted the company and it's built basically around us. We have to order so many at a time because it's a custom built program inside. So our Bluetooth remote is something that I highly recommend for getting those higher quality photos because it's letting you, you're magnifying that phone 60 times. And a slight movement on 
the on your side, but on the other side that's zoomed in is going to be a giant movement. So without even having to touch your screen and utilizing that Bluetooth remote, you're able to be able to take video, pictures, shake free, basically, which is going to result in high-end pictures. So in other words, without having to touch your screen, by having the Bluetooth uh, remote in your hand, there's no extra vibration in the setup, uh, therefore taking higher quality photos and video. Exactly. Yep. And it's all rechargeable. One re- one battery charge inside our shutter remote lasts for months. I mean, it's amazing. So it's just something simple. And once again, it doesn't weigh hardly anything as well. It comes with a lanyard, so it's just easy to keep track of. Let's take another quick break here. Have you guys heard about PhoneScope? PhoneScope is a privately held company that makes custom-molded, precisely engineered smartphone digiscoping adapters. Photographing wildlife has never been easier. Take digiscoping photos and videos from your smartphone and share them with your friends. PhoneScope stands behind their product with a 100% money-back guarantee. PhoneScope is the future of digiscoping. Get yours now. Use the JSCOT16 promo code and receive 10% discount on all purchases. Check them out at Phonescope, that's P-H-O-N-E-S-K-O-P-E dot com, or on Instagram, at Phonescope. Wilderness Athlete is committed to improving the health and quality of life for the outdoor athlete by providing field-tested, scientifically validated nutrition and sports performance products. Check them out at wildernessathlete.com and use the J. Scott promo code to receive 10% off any order. Chestin, phone scope is also used for many applications. We're talking about the application in the hunting world. Uh, but there's several other applications out there that I wasn't really aware of. Um, I was looking at your website, and it's just kind of mind-blowing when you start thinking about those other applications uh, explain to me what those other applications are with your system. Yeah, no, that's what's and it's kind of mind blowing to us. I mean, we started out being big bird or big hunters, and lo and behold, pretty soon we're tapped in the bird bird watching market, and uh, we've got our own place out in Pennsylvania right now. Tim he runs our birding operation, and uh, it's going big. And then you start looking into the astronomy market. You look into the microbiology market, medical fields colleges, um, we do a lot of stuff with military applications. There's so many different directions and angles that this has taken us that we had no idea, that we had no knowledge in, that it's been the goodwill of people and these customers that are like, hey, I think this is going to work good for us, and their patience in educating us has helped us be able to take our product into a different market that we wouldn't have even dreamed of taking it into. So, yeah, you're, you look at our website. I mean, what's cool is we've got colleges that utilize them for microbiology. So they're taking an iPad and hooking an iPad up, and everybody in the classroom is being able to take a look at it. you got a doctor in the medical field that's not quite sure what this. They've got their uh, phone scope hooked up to a, to a microscope as well, but they're FaceTiming with another doctor that's, 600 miles away or 1,000 miles away, and he's like, hey, did I take enough? What's this? What You know what I'm saying? There's just so many directions that it's ended up taking us that it's still mind-blowing with what else is going to come up here in the future. Yeah, I can see how the it's almost like a can of worms has been opened up for sure. Um, 
how do you find the best way to FaceTime when you're, let's say, looking at a buck and you obviously have to have service on your phone, uh, but walk the listener through. You brought up something there that I think is very interesting, uh, that you can be looking at a buck and you can FaceTime your buddy and you can both be looking at the same image. Um, walk me through when you first realized that that was going to be an application that you could use with PhoneScope. Yeah, you know, that was really cool because my dad was actually sitting at home and uh, actually, let me rephrase that. My dad was actually sitting in the hospital with my grandpa and I was out looking at some elk and I called my dad up and he's looking through my spotting scope showing my grandpa while my grandpa was laying in the hospital with my dad right there and it was just one of those things that my grandpa was just like, holy cow, what's this world coming to? Well, <laughs> it's it's just... It was just, it's crazy. It really is that somebody across the country can be looking through my spotting scope. So the other night we did something fun with Facebook Live. We were looking at Mars and the moon when they was all out, bright as could be. And we had people tuning in all over the world looking through my spotting scope, utilizing my phone, and they're being able to experience the same thing I am. So we're turning a first-person event. Normally the only person that it's being able to enjoy with being seen through a spotting scope is a person that's looking through it. Well, now you look at it, if you're in a truck and you hook your phone scope up to a pair of binoculars or spotting scope, everybody in that truck's going to be able to see what's going on. You FaceTime somebody, whoever's on the other side of that FaceTime is going to be able to see what's going on. You take a picture, now I'm sharing on social media, everybody that's following me or sees that picture is going to be able to see what's going on. So it's kind of a cool event and it's a really cool process how it's taking something that normally it could have been a lie. Oh, I seen the biggest buck today. You wouldn't believe it. Well, now it's become a reality. Look, check out this buck I found. Probably the biggest one I've ever seen. Boom, proof right there. People are seeing it. So, yeah, it's really cool the the different technology applications that it can be utilized in as well. Do you think PhoneScope um, still has a lot of growth potential? Uh, it, it almost seems like, you know, PhoneScope seems to be everywhere, but when you really start thinking about uh, all over this country and all over the world, it seems like the growth potential for PhoneScope is is mind-boggling. You know, we can, we kind of always think that we get stuck in a rut where we think everybody's got to know what PhoneScope is. Then the guy that lives 30 miles away is like, now what is it? You're kidding. Yeah, yeah I, I want one of those. How long have you been around for? I'm like, dude, this is built right down the street from you you know what i mean <laughs> so i don't know how to probably answer that question because if you ask us five out of six days a week we're gonna be like yeah, i think everybody knows about it but then there's that other day that we're like holy crap i don't know if anybody knows about this product yet <laughs> so yeah, i mean when you go to trade shows i know you go all over the country i mean certainly there's places where you go and you know you get people walking up by the droves in, you know, marveling at what you have there. So, I mean, I think it's an eye-opener, I would think. No, it's very true. And it's just one of those things that when we first came out, my whole goal was, is, you know, one of my buddies, he told me, he says, we got to get this thing so it's going to be like a Kleenex. You want to be the Kleenex brand, you know. And so we've we've tried hard. We've tried to market hard. And uh, we've tried to create a product that everybody has a great experience with, great customer service with. And if it's ever been an issue like that, then we end up going and trying to resolve that, trying to take care of that, because that's something that we've always taken pride in, making sure that we want to build that brand name that people are 
comfortable with that take pride in using and all the above. And that's kind of what we've strived to do. And if we have, and if any of the listeners out there had any issues with it, I mean, by all means, let us know. All of our products backed by lifetime warranty. Any products problems with it, we take care of it. No questions asked. We got you covered. You know, Badlands um, Packs is one of the companies I always looked up to because they had that model back in the day. We don't care if you bought it from a junkyard, from a garage sale, yard sale, whatever. We stand behind it, and that's a pretty powerful statement right there. Yeah, that is. Uh, where do you see PhoneScope going in the future, Cheston? You know, it's tough to say, but phones keep getting better. Who would have thought a cell phone could shoot 4K video? Four times what your TV's playing right now. You know, it's just unreal. Um, I think phones are going to continue to keep getting better, but I think you might see a day when phones may phase out, too. We may all be moving towards a wearable market. I mean, people are all about wearing watches now and this new Google Glass. I don't know. The the future is crazy because you look back from where we came five years ago to where we are now, and it seems like we've came so far. We can't possibly be further advanced in five years, can we? But the answer is, yeah, we, we're probably going to be. So I don't know how to answer that one, Jay. That one's that one's a spooky one, I think, for all of us, even people that aren't in the industry or because technology is just so crazy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, isn't it true that the 4K video, tech, I mean, technically, is if you watch it on your phone, it's going to be even higher quality than if you were to put it up on your TV because the TVs can't even keep up with 4K video. Is that, I mean, that's correct, right? Yeah, we've got one 4K. Well, we've actually got five 4K TVs in our office now. And it's you play it on my iPhone screen versus on the 4K TV. The 4K TV will scare you how good a quality it is. So we had a uh, I uh, I filmed a few hunts last year with uh, with a filming company out of Florida, and we was playing around with some filming qualities with uh, with one of the filmer guys. He became a pretty good friend of mine, and we was amazed at the quality difference between my my iPhone versus some of the footage he shot when we threw on the 4K TV. It was just night and day difference. It it would just shock you. I mean, I've got footage 4K of elk at 1,800 yards away, and you throw up on a 4K TV, and it's just smooth crystal. Unreal. Just blow you away. So, obviously, I'm shooting that through a HD glass, but it's still just unreal how... It's unreal how high-quality these cell phones will actually shoot, shooting through a HD glass sliding silver binoculars. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's incredible. Have you ever um hooked up to a rifle scope and is that something that that this um phone scope will actually do? Can you can you hook this up to a rifle scope and say shoot through it and and, and such? And I'm glad you brought that up. So, very at the very beginning, yeah, we actually started a whole program um and we had a build around hooking cell phones up to rifle scopes. The main problem we was running into is, is a rifle scope is built differently from binoculars and spotting scopes. It requires three to four inch eye release. And the problem with putting a phone three to four inches away is think of where your face is going to be from where that phone's going to be when you go to butt up to the gun, right? It's right there virtually in your face. Not near as easy as everybody thinks it's going to be because it's literally right there in your face. You're trying to be able to still look through it. And then the biggest problem you have is imagine... So you got it's a big black piece of pipe we're gonna say that's holding the phone three to four inches away from your rifle scope. 
Well, your camera is seeing that as well. So now you're creating excessive vignetting. And the only way to get rid of that is to use maximum digital zoom on your phone. So now you're distorting the image and you're having a hard time. You're either going to have a clear crosshairs or a clear image in the back, but they're both not going to be 100% clear. So we came down to it to where my dad made the final call. He says, you know what? We're all about selling a product that works, that's high quality. And he didn't feel like this was fair to the consumers. It was more something that he knew everybody was going to buy. We all knew they would because it's something that everybody wants. But it wasn't going to offer the results we want. We wanted to offer results that were mind-blowing, that were going to continually beat their expectations. And this didn't meet our expectations, so we canceled the entire program. So we've been working on it. We've tried to develop different apps to where we can change this and that. We've been working on it. Um, We haven't dialed nothing into where we feel like we are going to sell it and put our name on it. Um, but as of right now, the phone scope is great for other type of applications, but no, we don't recommend on rifle scopes. That's fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Where are phone scopes sold? I know you mentioned that, uh, you just broke into Cabela's and Walmart, uh, which is huge for the company, but uh, you do most of your sales right off of your own website, phonescope.com, correct? Yeah. So, uh, so we've been, a sports has been our biggest dealer. They've been, with us from day one pretty much they're local out of utah and uh all of our products are manufactured in utah so uh we take pride in kind of keeping them local and we went you know the sportsman's warehouse so they're found in sportsman's warehouse um cabela's they'll be in walmart we're shipping to walmart here in about 30 days so they're not sitting in walmart stores yet they'll be coming in i believe in their august planograms and uh there's a lot of other mom and pop shops that carry our product that are great dealers of ours um, there's also a lot of big online dealers, Eagle Optics, Optics Planets, places like that. Um, and then obviously we, we've got our website going um, because we've got so many different part numbers and people have so many different spotting scopes versus binoculars versus telescopes versus phones that we have to have that diversification and have a chance for somebody to jump on and be able to order everything all at one stop instead of going to a dealer that only has 10 SKUs. So, yeah. Yeah, makes, kind of, makes total sense. Yeah. Let's take a quick break here. Utah Hydrographics is in the water transfer printing service, and they are open to whatever you can dream up. Choose from a wide range of camo patterns, designs, and colors. Whether it's guns, bows, tools, rifle stocks, vehicles, steering wheels, fenders, dashboards, paint guns, fishing rods, cups, tripods, watches, knife grips, helmets for a local sports team or for your motorcycle, picture frames, mailbox, animal skulls, you name it, they can probably do it. Utah Hydrographics loves taking things that are general looking and turns them into something that looks fantastic and eye-popping. Give them a call and see what they can do for you and receive up to a 10% discount by using the J. Scott 16 promo code. Visit them at utahhydrographics.com or on Instagram at utahhydrographics. Whether you are interested in elk, deer, antelope, bighorn sheep, or moose, Western Hunter and Elk Hunter magazines will bring the adventure to your mailbox. These publications feature articles on the finest hunting gear, tips and tactics from experienced hunters, field judging trophies, glassing techniques, 
calling strategies, and much more. To become a more knowledgeable and skilled hunter, subscribe today. Go to westernhunter.net forward slash jscott and enter your email address for a chance to win a $1,500 credit towards any Swarovski product. Cheston, you have another company, uh, Utah Hydrographics, that I'd like to um, have you tell the listeners about. Uh, Utah Hydrographics is also a sponsor of the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Uh, what is going on with Utah Hydrographics, and what is uh, Utah Hydrographics? Um, you know, we bought Utah Hydrographics mainly. Uh, so we bought it because we want to start selling dipped phone scopes. And after we purchased the company, it kind of got so busy dipping rifle scopes or rifles and, I mean, Yeti cups now and all the different types of stuff you can think of that phone scope kind of got put on the back burner. <laughs> so <laughs> Utah Hydrographics is ran by my brother, um, and he's got a good team of guys there, and they're all very artistically talented. They take great pride in their work. Um their main focus is to be able to provide one of the best jobs there is. We got some of the best clear coats on the market. Uh, we sh- we put nothing on guns besides automotive grade stuff, and it's ma- it's manufactured through Sherwin Sherwin Williams and Martin Senior Products Automotive Finishes. So we've gone through with the uh, paint rep and designed a clear coat. It's a flat clear coat, but yet it's got a material in it. So when it gets wet, instead of being really slick. It more kind of feels like wet sandpaper in your hand, so therefore the gun doesn't go sliding out of your hand. So that was one of the problems, you know, that we were seeing is when every time I got a gun done, is it always felt like it was really slick after. And even synthetic guns are the same way. So our main focus is to try to fix problems and try to be one step ahead. So it's probably... It's not going to be the, the cheapest on the market. We're definitely not the most expensive on the market. We're going to be your mid-class price company, but we're going to offer the highest quality there is. The clear coats we're putting on them is just amazing and expensive. Our our cost per quart is just scary, but yet we know that job is never coming back because we played at the very beginning with these different types of clear coats, and we could buy a, a normal hydrographic clear coat for 35 bucks for a gallon. And this new one that we're spraying, the automotive one, for a quart's costing like 140 bucks just for a quart. So wow. there's just different qualities, and it's one of those things that being in the industry for as long as I have, I'd rather offer a higher quality product for a few bucks more than a majorly low product for a couple bucks less. What are some of the things that uh, you've had dipped and people, customers have had dipped? Just walk me through the list of all the crazy stuff. Oh, dude, you can go anywhere from uh, obviously gun stocks to complete guns, the ARs to rifle scopes, spotting scopes, binoculars. Um, we do a lot of truck parts like uh, dashboards, dash pieces, gear shifters. We get these camel guys like me that like to have everything camouflaged. When we were different wheels on trucks, side by side stuff. Did a complete motorcycle, CRF. Did the frame carbon fiber and uh, the plastics to you. Um, and it's on, uh, I believe it's on their Facebook page, on Utah Hydrographics Facebook page or uh, YouTube channel. It's a cool little video on how it's all done. Um, I mean, Yeti Cups is like one of the most, uh, do they do 50 plus Yeti Cups a week? They're just busy dippers can be. And the cool thing is they can customize anything too. If you got a gun stock you want to put your name in, 
they can put your name in it and dip over it and have it so that it's popping through black or red or whatever. There's just there's kind of no end to what they can dip as long as it'll uh, fit inside their tanks. They can uh, make it happen. So, I mean, tripods. You said tripods, binoculars. Yeah. So, like the rubber coating, you can dip rubber coating? Um, you know, I'm not sure on some of the binoculars. I know, like, the some of them that have the metal pieces. I know they're different yeah. metal. But it's all about if they've got a base coat that'll go over that rubber and stick to it or not. So that's the question for those guys, not for me. I flew out to Florida and went out and got certified with them two years ago. And I haven't touched it since. <laughs> so I'm probably the worst guy to ask a lot of questions on, on this because I, I know the business and the core foundations on it. But as far as the how it all, the, like the actual fundamentals of it on the inside... That's something that I probably look like I'm an idiot on. <laughs> well, your focus is phone scope, and your brother's focus is Utah Hydrographics, and both companies have done phenomenally well, and uh, that's uh, you know a testimony to uh, you know you guys as business savvy and and uh, such. So that's awesome. Congratulations with both companies, um, and I uh, want to encourage my listeners out there. Uh, to support PhoneScope and Utah Hydrographics. And um, you can use the J. Scott promo codes with both companies and receive a discount. Uh, and it's always awesome to have someone like yourself, Cheston, who's an avid hunter, who's the owner and, you know, backbone behind these companies. You you know, you and your family are, are you know, lifetime hunters. And, um, you know, that that's where... You know, supporting a company like yourself, not only do you make incredible products, but you're a hunting family. That's pretty neat. Yeah, no, it's it's been a, it's been fun. It's been a great ride. It just goes to show that dreams do come true. You just got to make sure you have that determination to get to the next side. That's great. Well, that's fantastic. One one last question. Uh, tell me about your favorite animal to hunt and why. LJ. Find the sound is going to be the uh, Rocky Mountain elk. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> diehard elk fan, man. I got some great elk tags this year myself. And I'm going to plan on putting a few boots on the ground with you doing a little bit of scouting, whether you want me to or not. So I'm excited. <laughs> awesome. It should be a fun year. <laughs> That's great. Where are you headed? What states are you headed to? Um, so I drew a great uh, New Mexico tag, Jason Carter. Um, surprised the other day. Told me that I drew a, a great New Mexico elk tag, so I'll be down there hunting archery um, right after yours ends. Well, probably I'll probably leave like right in the like September fifteenth, and I've also got a premium elk tag here in Utah, out awesome. in the desert out here, um, kind of right here, not out west of Beaver. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, I certainly love elk too. Um, it's hard to pin down which one I like, which animal I like the best, but uh, definitely good elk hunting when they're bugling hard and and uh, it's there's just something about that. And I'm excited to get to Utah and check it all out. I had 16 bonus points. It's it's funny though. People ask me, well, how many bonus points did you have? Well. If I understand the Utah draw system correctly, with only one non-resident tag for that beaver, I could have drawn that tag with zero or max points. It doesn't really matter because they're only giving one tag. And granted, with 16, maybe I had a few more names in the hat, so to speak, than someone with zero. But, uh, you know, every year someone draws it with three points or 
eight points or just randomly draws it. So I feel pretty fortunate to um, have that tag and um, I'm excited to get up there, you know, and, and uh, see that high country and hear some of those bulls bugle. And um, so I uh, look forward to seeing you uh, down there right in your backyard and really appreciate having you on and telling us all about phone scope and, uh, you know, just uh, awesome to get to hear the passion behind uh, the, the name and the product. No, Jay, it's been a pleasure, and I'm excited for uh, seeing what you come up with. And we really are firm believers in your podcast, too. So I just want to tell you that we appreciate all that you do, and uh, I, I think there's a lot of people out there that are in the same exact boat. So keep it up. Right on, buddy. Sounds good. Well, God bless you till I see you next time. And uh, thanks for coming on and sharing your knowledge with us, and uh, wish you the best uh, here over the Memorial Day weekend. And uh, the success of your company over the next couple of years. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. Take care. You too.